Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact to Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering AEW Dynamite from 421 so let's kick into the action shall we? First thing that started the night, Hangman Adam Page versus Ricky Starks of Team Taz. Now this match, I love Hangman. Hangman Adam Page is great. He's fantastic. This whole thing with him and the Dark Order, I'm loving. I'm loving the way this is set up. This to me is an epic, epic little storyline that AEW has come up with. It's really good. And then of course you've got Team Taz. Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, and Brian Cage with Taz's little stooge, little boy hook. To me, this is an interesting little group that they've set up. There's been a lot of friction between Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And of course, Brian Cage, of course, is the FTW champ. If you've not watched AEW, I'm going to tell you again, you need to watch it. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, you, you're going to love this show. But back to AEW as a whole and this particular match. Putting Ricky with Page, I was not sure because Hangman is so good with Kenny without Kenny with the elite without the elite he's good now you know he's gotten even better solo so I kind of like seeing him solo it's a good changeup. the matches itself was really good you had Taz on commentary and Taz if you've like I said if you've not seen AEW you need to go check it out it's on YouTube it's everywhere you need to go check it out if you get a chance, go check out AEW Dark with Taz on commentary. Taz is so funny. When you put him and Excalibur together, it is great. So, of course, Taz was on commentary for this match. I was looking forward to it because I love when Taz is on commentary. He can be so funny and so silly and so, you know, playful. He can sing songs. He can do all kinds of stuff. He's just so good. So, to get to hear him on commentary and get his point of view on... The whole match with Ricky and Paige, it was interesting. The match was great. The two of them were fantastic. Back and forth, it was good. You know, sometimes, you know, we see Paige trying to do his buckshot lariat. Ricky would counter it. Ricky would try to do his thing. It was just amazing to see this match and see how it, you know, it's going. It was just great. Of course, what I wasn't expecting was the fact that, you know, Taz is a sore loser. Page, of course, won. He won the match. He beat Ricky Starks fair and square. Taz isn't going to take that line down. Taz never does. So Taz comes out and starts running his mouth on the mic after he's finished. That's just what Taz does. You kind of don't like Taz, but then again, you kind of do because Taz is just really good. Calling Page all these different names and just, you know, trying to belittle Page. And I'm like, oh, come on. Hangman's not stupid. He's not stupid. Well, while he's doing that, Paige really isn't paying attention because he's busy paying attention to Taz. Hook hits him from behind. Okay, here we go again. Team Taz doing what Team Taz does. Attack from behind. Come on, guys. This is getting old. Fight your own fights. Hey, Hook, stay out of a match. You are not even... Even you're supposed to be wrestling. You're you don't even have a contract with AEW. Why are you getting involved? Keep yourself on the sideline and wait. No, Hook can't. Hook gets involved, starts beating the heck out of Adam. Of course, here comes my favorite group, Dark Order, for the save. 
Thank you, Dark Order, for coming out and helping Paige and stand up to Taz. To me, I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to go with Dark Order and Team Taz. Are we going to see, you know, a you know, a fight between them? What are we going to see? It's going to be interesting to see how this match, how this goes down and how this is going to work. Of course, then we have our next match. For those of you who have not watched AEW and you're listening to my podcast now, I'm telling you, go watch this. It's on TNT. Shout out to TNT. It's on TNT on Wednesday nights. It is fantastic. There is a group that I want you guys, there are two, that I want you guys to check out. And they're the reason why I'm saying this is because they're in the next match. I'm talking about the best friends. Orange Cassidy, Trent, and of course his buddy. You need Charles. You need to go check these guys out. They are great. Then you've got Chris Statlander who just joined you know, Best Friends. It's great. It's fantastic. On the other side, you have Death Triangle. Death Triangle is one of the best setup team I have ever seen. Death Triangle consists of Ray Phoenix, Ceremio, Pentagon, and then, of course, the Bastard Pack. This team is a good team. They are perfect. Now you've got this match. And the reason why I preface this is because you've got two people from this the two teams I just mentioned fighting in a match. I'm talking about Pentagon, a.k.a. Cerro Miedo, versus Trent from Best Friends. Orange Cassidy, of course, out on the sidelines watching to make sure nothing goes wrong. Then you've got Penta's little buddy who is this little, I don't know what you would call him, Marnandez over here basically doing his own little thing, helping Penta out. I guess he's his translator. I don't know what. But he likes to walk the walk, talk, talk. This match was good. This match was a classic match. You had Luchador versus, you know, a really good rabbit. Trent's a great wrestler. Trent is fantastic. He is good. Yeah, he's really good. So I was kind of excited about this match. What I wasn't expecting was the fact that the way Penta won. Now, Penta's a heel. Heels cheat. They always do. But Marnandez should not have been involved at all. He stands up there and starts running his mouth with the mic. Trent had this match. He had it. He did. You know, he had it. He goes running his mouth, talking smack about Orange Cassidy and Trent. It's basically talking smack about the best friends as a whole. Come on, guys. Don't pick on the best friends. Don't. 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 The last person you want to make mad is Orange Cassidy because this man has no expression. He has no expression on his face. You don't know what Orange is thinking and what he's not thinking. So to push him is the wrong thing to do because you're not sure what Cassidy is going to do. Of course, they attack Mordendas. They attack him. This is good because this is good. But he tosses a mic to Penta and Penta proceeds to pin Trent. What? Penta beats Trent? Pentagon beats Trent. Come on. God. No, 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 no. That, no. Was not happy with that at all. Not happy with that at all. Not at all. Orange, Cassidy, and Trent, you know, they're great. I love the best friends. I love the way they work. They're great. Get a chance. Go to YouTube. Check them out. They are great. Now, we talked last week about the Pentacle. 
For those of you who don't know, I'm going to introduce you to the pentacle one more time. The pentacle consists of Wardlow. Wardlow, tall guy, very big tall guy, very good in the ring, you know, doesn't really have to say anything, just walk in, kick your butt, walk back out. Tully Blanchard, all of you know Tully, I mean, Tully's, you know, a legend, he is a legend in his own, you know, in his own right, love Tully, he's great, he's a cheater, but he's great. Then you have the chairman himself, Sean Spears. Love Spears. Spears is good. He is better in AEW than he was on yeah, the other platform. He was a lot better than he was in WWE. I love him. I love Spears. Then you have FTR. Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. These guys are a really good team. They're good. They are spectacular. And when you put Tully as their manager, they're even better. Then you have, of course, of course, the loudmouth himself who seems to think that he's better than you and you know it, MJF. I love MJ. MJ is great. No matter what this kid does, he's good. He is fantastic. He is just amazing. But of course, he gets on your nerves. He can get on your nerves quickly. And of course, they have this feud with Inner Circle. I am loving this feud. This feud is good. It's going to build up to, of course, in May, Blood and Guts. I'll explain Blood and Guts in a second so you guys understand what this match consists of. But, MJ has to run his mouth about Jericho. He always thinks that he is better than Jericho. Come on, guys. Anybody who has ever watched wrestling in their entire life Notes, Chris Jericho is the GOAT. He is good. He is fantastic. Does not matter what Jericho is doing, he is good. So for you, MJ, to claim that you are better than Jericho, ha! You're funny. There is nobody better than Chris Jericho. There just isn't. Sorry, MJ, you're just not. So for you to basically diss Jericho's promo from last week, which I'm sorry, that promo killer promo awesome promo shout out to jericho you raised the bar high and i loved this promo so to say that this promo was bad oh my god really mj come on and then to turn around and say oh you made scarfs good when the way back when who do you think you are Chris Jericho was rocking scarves back when you were still in diapers, boy. I'm telling you right now. He was rocking scarves way before you. So, come on. You can't rock a scarf like Jericho. I'm sorry. You can't. You wear the same little scarf with the same pattern. Jericho wears different scarves and makes them look good. So, for you to say that you made scarf, you are the scarf guy. No, you're not. You're copying Jericho. You are. No offense, MJ. You are. But I like the way you move. I like the way you talk. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So Tully gives him, since he says his scarf is so tattered and torn, gives him a new scarf, a silk scarf that's identical to the scarf he was wearing. What? Come on, change it up a little bit, MJ. Get a little flair. Come on, channel your inner Jericho. Whatever you got to do. But come on, not the same scarf. Change it up, man. Change it up. But, of course, now, to the whole thing with blood and guts. Blood and guts, some of you are going, this does not sound good. This does not sound like a good match at all. This sounds like it's going to be violent. 
Yes, it can be. Blood and Guts, the match that's going to be between the Pentacle and the Inner Circle in May, consists of two rings. They are sitting side by side, directly next to each other. Two of them, identical to each other. Then you put a cage that drops all the way down over the top of both of them, completely enclosed. There's nowhere for you to go, nowhere for you to hide, nowhere for you to run. You're locked in. There's nobody going to get help you out. And then you put the teams together in this one, in these two rings. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a brawl, a free-for-all. It is going to be something nasty. That is what Blood and Guts is. Now, some of you who are listening go, hey, that sounds similar to War Games. You're right, it is. But there's a spin. I don't know exactly what AEW's spin is going to be, but it's going to, I guarantee you, have a spin. It's not going to be identical to War Games. It's just not. But it's similar. Now, let's talk about what I told you guys I was excited about. The one I told you to watch. And if you have not seen these girls, go to YouTube and check them out. The one I'm talking about is the AEW Women's Championship. Ty Conte versus Akara Shida. If you have not seen them, you need to go to YouTube. You need to go to your social media and type in both Ty Conte check out her matches, and then go type in Akara Shida and check out hers. These girls are good. They are fantastic. They are just, I don't, it's hard to explain for those who haven't seen it, but I'm telling you, as, as a woman, as a female wrestling fan, I love these girls. These girls are good. They're really, really good. They are just phenomenal. And, of course, you know, Sheeta, she's at the top of the AEW. She is the AEW Women's Champion. She has done really good. She is the longest reigning AEW Women's Champion. She's done really good. And I really like her. But also, on the other hand, I like Ty. Ty is just, she's so sweet. And she's so amazing. And she's incredible. Of course, she not really in the inner circle. Or she's not really around anybody else. She, you know, she's not really in Dark Order. And you're kind of thinking, okay, she hangs out with Dark Order. Why does she hang out with Dark Order? Because, yeah, sure. But her friends are kind of with them. And when you see her with Negative One, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. You just love it. She's such a sweetie. But, of course, her and Sheena have had their little, you know, tag team bouts together against Nyla Rose and some of the other girls in the back and, you know, Britt Baker and some of them who seem to think that they are better than, you know, them. Ty is the number one contender. They have a ranking system in AEW. For those of you who have not seen AEW, they have a ranking system that you rank each week depending on, you know, how many matches you win as to where you fall in the ranking. It's basically one through five. The champion is always at the bottom you're always right over here on the side where you can see it. And then you have five competitors that have, you know, have the highest ranking of numbers that fall one through five. Ty Conte has been the number one contender for quite a while. So, of course, you expect her and Sheeta eventually to have a match. Well, they did. They brought it. They literally brought it. Sheeta and Ty tore the house down. This was a great 
women's match. I was impressed with these two. Ty, I wasn't sure how she was going to, I mean, her and she are good friends. I wasn't sure how they were going to interact. I wasn't sure how they were, you know, how this feud was going to go down since they've been helping each other all this time, but they did great. She and her, fantastic. Of course, Sheeta did retain, and I kind of felt sorry and sad for Ty, because Ty, she, I thought she had it. Several times in the match, I thought for sure Ty had it. I was sure Conte was going to become the new AEW champion. I was sure of it, but of course, I was wrong. The interesting part is what came out after. Now, I told you guys there is a ranking system. Five women fall on that ranking. If the top number one contender faces the champ and loses... Sometimes you tumble off of that number one spot and someone takes your place. Well, that leads me to who came out on Sheeta. Now, for those of you who have don't watch AEW, I'm going to give you a little brief history here. Dr. Britt Baker. Let me tell you about Britt. She is a little firecracker. She goes in, tells you how it's going to be, and if you don't like it, shut up. She is just... She's fantastic. She's great. She's just, you would have to go watch her. Her segments are fantastic. Brit, of course, has been, has this conspiracy theory that she's being kept out of the title picture for whatever reason. She gets injured because they don't want her to get the title. She's been at this for a while. And her biggest problem is that Sheeta has the title and she thinks she should be at the top of the AEW women's division. Sheeta begs to differ. Now, the reason why I got to the, went to that point is to get you to this point. Brett comes out in classic Brit fashion on Sheeta after Ty's match. She comes out in her classic fashion, walks over to the big screen up on the top, does a little cute spin, and points to the screen. The ranking system comes up on the screen. With all five women who are in the ranking from one to five, Ty at the top, and all of a sudden, the thing breaks, and it shows that Brit is now the number one contender. So, are we saying maybe in May at Blood and Guts, we might see Sheeta versus Brit? Sheeta finally shut Brit up, make Brit realize she is not at the top of the... She is not the standard for their division? Or is Brit going to win? What's going to happen? It's... It's going to be interesting to see how this particular setup goes down and the interaction between Sheeta and Brett. I'm kind of interested to see this because Brett and Brett's good. Now, moving on to the other half of the Blood and Guts spectrum, the Inner Circle. I told you guys, I love the Inner Circle. For those of you who do not know, and for those of you who may have just joined my podcast and just you know started watching, you know, started watching AEW or haven't watched it yet. I'm going to introduce you like I did to the Pentacle, to the Inner Circle. Let's start with Jake Hager. This guy, he is MMA UFC trained. He is tall. He is funny at times. He comes into a ring just like Woodlow and will beat the living heck out of you. He does not take anything lying down. Hager is a monster. And I love Hager. He's good. Then you have the tag team, Santana and Ortiz. I love Santana and Ortiz. They are fantastic. They are great. Santana 
has that little sass and that little, you know, I, you know I, I've got this, just step out of my way and let me beat you. Then you've got Ortiz who does the little tiger thing. It's cute. If you get a chance, go check them out on YouTube. They're, type them in on your social media. They're fun to watch. They're great to watch. I love Santana and Ortiz. Then you have my favorite, one of my favorites, shout out to him, the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. I love Guevara. He is great. He has a vlog. He's fun to watch. He's hilarious. Him and Jericho, they, you know, they're best friends. It's great to watch. Sammy is fantastic. I'm telling you guys, go check out his vlog. Go check out everything. He is fantastic. He is fun to watch. Then you have the leader. Oh, the leader. The man of AEW, Chris Jericho. He is my uh, yeah, my favorite of the group. They cut a promo for Blood and Guts. Better than the promo last week. Much better than the promo last week. I'm gonna getting a really good kick out of Jericho calling MJF his jerk-off friend. I'm getting a kick out of this. This is great. This is fantastic. Fantastic! I'm loving it. I love Jericho going around and the fact that he basically calls out the pentacle and says, hey, you didn't let your entire team talk. Your team, MJ, you're the mouthpiece for the team. Hager talks. Santana talks. Hey, looky here in a circle. Jericho lets everybody talk in his group. What's wrong with you, MJ? I'm getting a kick out of this. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I'm excited to see, will Tyson play a role in Blood and Guts in May? Will he even be there? What are we going to see? I'm interested to see, and I really, some of you may disagree, some of you may be Pentacle fans, some of you may not be, but I'm really hoping Jericho finally puts MJ in his place and gets that little preppy boy to be quiet for a little bit. Please. You know, please. Just get him to be quiet. That's all I'm saying. You may disagree. If you do, like I said, give me a shout out on social media. I'm excited to hear what you got to say. But in my opinion, I really want to see Jericho finally put MJ in his place. Now, moving on to the next match. Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. I told you guys how I thought about QT last week. If you didn't catch my podcast last week, please go and catch it because you're going to hear how I feel about QT. QT Marshall is so ungrateful for everything that, you know, the Nightmare family has done for him. He disrespects Cody. He disrespects Art Anderson. He disrespects Dustin Rhodes. He disrespects Billy Gunn. He disrespects Austin. He disrespects everybody that's in the Nightmare family. Cody has given QT so much. In his time in AEW, he has given him so much. They're best friends. You know, he got to be in a tag team with his brother Dustin. You know, they they, they were great. QT is very ungrateful going and claiming that Cody is not giving him his opportunities, not giving him his fame, not giving him, you know, the spotlight. QT, like I said last week, and I will say it again. You have been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Again, as I said last week, you don't get anything. You have Diamond Dallas Page's finisher, the Diamond Cutter. Come on. If you have that, tell me again you're not given anything, QT, because you are. You're given a lot. So to say that you aren't, that is disrespectful not only to the Rhodes family and to the Nightmare family, but that is disrespectful to the legend, 
Diamond Dallas Page. And how dare you disrespect him? How dare you? But, anywho, he disrespected Billy Gunn the night before on Dark. Now, AEW has two shows that come on on Monday night called Dark Elevation and AEW Dark. They come on the YouTube channel. If you haven't catched it, there's where you can start to watch AEW. Go check out those two shows, Monday night and Tuesday night on YouTube, on their YouTube channel. He disrespected Billy Gunn and Austin Gunn the night before on Dark. This set up the match for for Wednesday night. Of course, QT in QT fashion does what he does and starts, you know, dissing Billy again. We all know Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn can handle QT on his own. He doesn't need help. Of course, Billy did not come out with anybody. Billy did it on his own. QT again, as QT always does, granted he's a heel, cheats and wins the match against Billy. The problem I have is afterwards, he decides to humiliate Billy Gunn, pulls a wooden chair out, and I mean, guys, this was real wood. This was not metal. This was real wood and was going to hit Billy Gunn with set wood chair. Guess what? Sorry, QT. Not going to happen. Not tonight. Out comes Dustin Rhodes. Yes, I am loving Dustin coming out. I love his new yo. Know, I love his new look. I love everything about Dustin. Dustin stands up to his former tag team partner. Not only does he come out, but he comes out with a bullwhip. This is fantastic. He beats the living daylights out of QT. Knocks him all over that ring. Teaches him a thing or two. The problem I have is, again, QT's little buddies that he has brainwashed. Guys, he has brainwashed Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and Anthony Agogo. I don't care. He has. He's got them believing that they're not getting opportunities either, and they were. They were. Aaron Solo has a lot of wins under his belt. Nick Camarado, same thing. Anthony Agogo, he's a boxer. He used to be a classic boxer. That man's probably got more wins under his belt than most people can think of. Come on, people, use your brain. He, they've all gotten opportunities. But QT's got him brainwashed. Anthony Gogo sticks himself up there and tries to punch Dustin. <laughs> nope, sorry. Dustin takes him out. So then you got Big Tall. And I'm talking, guys. If you get a chance to go look at him on your social media. Nick Camarado. This boy is huge. He is big. He is like Braun Strowman big. He's big. Goes to step into the ring with Dustin. Dustin hits him with the chair. The segment ends. So we're not sure. Are we going to get a QT Marshall versus Dustin match? I would love to see that. I would be excited. I'd be on board to see that match. That match would be epic. It would be epic to finally get to see former tag team partners going against each other to finally settle the score. Are we actually going later on maybe see Cody go after QT? Please bring that on. Finally, we might get Cody to shut QT up and show QT that, hey, You've gotten opportunities. Could we possibly see Diamond Dallas Page return to AEW? Oh, please. I would be on board to see Dallas come back and put QT in his place. I'd be all for it. I would be excited to see that. I would love that. Don't know. We're going to see where this is going to go. This is going to be one we definitely have to pay attention to and watch. Now, the elite. All the elite. What can I say about the elite? Brainwashed by Don 
cows. I'm sorry. I love you guys. I do. I love every single one of you. The Good Brothers, the Bucks, Kenny, but Don Cows is brainwashing the hell out of you guys. I'm sorry. He is. He has got inside your head, and he's playing around inside there, setting up shop, making himself look good. Don, go back to Impact. Stay behind. Stay behind the cameras and stay out of the way. Kenny doesn't need your help. Kenny is fine on his own. Kenny is Kenny. He doesn't need you stealing his spotlight and stealing his thunder. Move along, little boy. Move along. Let Kenny do what Kenny do. And as for the Bucks, you screwed the Bucks up so bad, they look like they've walked off GQ magazine as models instead of wrestlers. What is wrong with you? What the heck? What did you do? And as for the Good Brothers, Good Brothers definitely don't need your help. They dominate impact. They don't need Don Cows. But anywho, they seem to have this problem with apparently Moxley and Kingston. Those of you who do not watch AEW or haven't caught it yet, you need to go on and watch this because I want you guys to check out John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. These two, they're, they're fantastic. They are perfect together. AEW did a great job putting these two together. They're funny to watch. Their banter back and forth. It is classic. It actually takes me back to the old things with Seth and Dean. It actually takes me back that far because they're so good together. I love watching them. I love seeing what they're going to do. But apparently the elite are set up in this fancy little trailer that Don Cows has got for them. Ugh, Don Cows. Ugh. But anywho, they are in this fancy little trailer, dissing Moxley and Kingston all over the place, basically dissing the entire AEW roster. Hello, Kenny. Don't be dissing the roster. You don't want them coming after you. And there are some people on that roster, including one I know by the name of the Murderhawk Monster, that could seriously do some damage to you. Shh! Stop dissing the roster. Stop it. Quit. You're doing good. Shut it. But anywho, they're dissing the roster. They're dissing Eddie Kingston and Moxley. All of a sudden, you hear honk, 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 honk. A horn will not stop blowing. In the background, they're live talking. You keep hearing, I mean, this person is laying on the horn. It is loud. And they're trying to figure out. They're looking out the window trying to see who it is. Camera pans over. What do we have here? John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in a truck. And guess what they do? They run that truck into the elite trailer. Grab the sucker. I mean, hard. Get out of the car. Go walking up to the trailer. Walk in looking for the elite. Guess what? They're nowhere to be found. Where on earth did they go? We know they were in the trailer when the truck first was spotted. They have a magic trap door. Did Don Cow's is Don Cow's a wizard and he made him disappear? What? Is Kenny a magic dragon or something? What the heck happened? Don't know. But of course, Eddie Kingston and Moxley have their cute little banter and blah, 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 blah. And that segment ends. The next match. Will Hobbs versus Christian Cage. Now, I'm going to tell you guys right now. Will Hobbs is a powerhouse. This guy is good. Contrary to most people's belief, Christian Cage is also good. We all know Christian. Every one of us know Christian. Anyone in the universe that, you know, that hears the name Christian knows who I'm talking about. We remember him from WWE. We're not dumb. We know who he is. Christian is good. And you put him against Will Hobbs. Of course, team, he's part of Team Taz. 
Willis. And, of course, Taz is back out there on commentary again. Taz, gotta love Taz, always has to have his nose and his boys matches. Won't stay out of it. Won't shut up. Typical Taz. Christian Cage, of course, they have a good match. Well, Hobbs, of course, is you're thinking, oh my god, this is the squash match. Christian's gonna get his butt whooped. Christian pulls a rabbit out of his hat and manages to win this match. Pisses Taz off. Oh, it pisses Taz off. Taz is not happy because Christian was offered a shot in Team Taz and Christian told him no. Christian don't need you, Taz. He doesn't need you. He's fine on his own. He, he, he's got this. He's got it. He don't need you. But, anywho, so, of course, Ricky Starks comes out. There's a little stare-off between Christian and Ricky. Could we see Ricky Starks versus Christian Cage? We could. Could we see Brian Cage versus Christian Cage? We could. But, anywho, we're kind of interested to see where this is going to go. What might happen. Could there, you know, what what could go on? Of course, we don't know. Remains to be seen what's going to happen. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Who knows? Now, the main event. The main event of the night, guys. Now, I've told you guys, if you haven't watched... And I'm going to tell you one more time. If you have not watched AEW, get on TNT, get on BR Live, go to Fight TV, wherever you get, you know, wherever you can watch wrestling at, go to YouTube, get on there, get on your social media, and start typing in these wrestlers and start watching them because they are fantastic. And this match, the main event match, was a classic match between two good wrestlers wrestlers i'm talking about the tnt championship match darby allen versus jungle boy you guys if you have not seen darby allen you need to go check darby allen out darby is good darby is fantastic this boy reminds me of a young sting he is that good and the fun part is the sting's working with him that's the best part sting's like his little bodyguard that keeps him safe I love it. It keeps Taz from attacking him. Anybody, but Sting stays out of it unless something goes wrong. I love it. Then you've got Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yes, in case you guys are wondering, that is Luke Perry's son. Jack is great. He is fantastic. He is so good in the ring. Of course, he's part of, you know, with Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. He's great. They're good. They're a great little group together. I love them. But Jungle Boy, as a regular singles competitor, good. Luchasaurus did come out with him. It, it, Luchasaurus is great. Guys, you want to go check him out? Go on social media and check him out, too. He's great. This match was classic. This match was good. <clears throat> this match was a basically a fight. A huge freaking fight. A fight you were not expecting. Darby bringing on his A-game. Jungle Boy bringing on his A-game. It was an incredible match. Of course, you had interference coming in. You know, getting involved that shouldn't have gotten involved. You, of course, you know, Sting going to the back fighting with Brian Cage. Loved it. Fantastic. They're in the back duking it out. Love it. So you're thinking, okay, Darby doesn't have any backup now. Darby wins the whole thing. But the part that I love was the fact that Matt come out there and tried to be his little bad self. Matt Hardy and his little family. Oh my God, they drive me crazy. They drive me absolutely nuts. They, I don't know what their problem is, but they drive me nuts. They basically think that they just know everything. Archer comes out. 
You see Jake Roberts standing up on the ramp right by the little entrance because there's two entrance tunnels that the people in AEW come through. Archer comes out in classic fashion to protect Darby from the onslaught he's getting after by Scorpio Sky and his little buddy. His little little stooge that he's got working with him. This onslaught, it's fantastic. Archer comes out. Archer's protecting Darby. You're going, okay, Sting's in the back. We've got no hell, you know. Well, unless we got Archer. You see Jake over there doing this little wave, trying to get somebody to come out of the tunnel. Here comes Sting. Here we go again. Archer and Sting in the same ring together. What is AEW up to with this? What are they? Where are they going with this? Is Sting teaming up with Archer? Are we going to see Lance Archer and Sting as a tag team? Could this really happen? Are they going to fight each other? What is going on? And the cool part is the way the whole dang thing ended with Archer and Sting standing in the ring. Archer behind Sting. Sting pointing that bat at Scorpio Sky. And you're going, whoa, this is incredible to see these two who basically are just powerhouses in wrestling standing in the same ring together. Could we actually see Lance Archer and Sting team together? Could we see this? This would be like Golden because you've got veteran Jake the Snake, who is Archer's manager, right there. You've got two classic veterans with Archer. This could be incredible. This could be a dream match. Could you get them fighting each other? That would be epic, too, to see. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about how the, where this is going to go. Where could this go? How could this turn out? What are we going to see? Like I said, guys. If you haven't seen AEW Dynamite, go. It's on TNT on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. And it's on YouTube on Monday nights at 8. And on Tuesday nights on YouTube at 8. Go check these out. Go look at these because I'm telling you, these superstars are fantastic. This show is incredible. Please go check it out if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. You will, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Again, guys, thank you for listening. I enjoy my listeners. I love getting your opinions. So, as I said, follow me on social media on Facebook. Go to my Twitter at Wrestling Nights with a Z on the end of nights. And go to my Instagram on In the Ring with Brandy. And tell me what you think. Give me your opinion. Maybe you don't like AEW. Maybe you do. I want to hear your opinions. I value your opinions. I'm kind of excited to see what you guys think. And as always, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Goodbye.